Hello, everybody. Real quick before we start this episode, I would like to thank a few Patreons. I have Una Salo. I don't think that's a real fucking name, but whatever. Una Salo. I I think that's like, you like it? You like it? Yep. I think Salo, uh, I don't know, maybe it's Solo. Um, it's making me think of 120 Days of Sodom, and I don't want to think about that right now. So thanks, Una. Fucking piece of shit. Uh, Pooh Bear. That's, that's, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't think you should be named that. <laughs> I think you should change your name. But thank you for donating to the baby soup tier. <laughs> uh, and then we just have Kylie. Uh, short and sweet so far the only name that hasn't pissed me off thank you kylie uh she is in the postcard soup tier uh you're a good one kylie and then we have tiffany caddy i don't know if you have a caddy uh if you do have a caddy don't crash it that wouldn't be good uh if you do just don't hurt people don't drink and drive this is a lesson all of you don't drink and drive this is horror soup and china is east and welcome to another episode of Horror Soup. I am Caleb, and I don't have Bria today, but update, I did update another episode of releasing this with this one, but if you're not listening to that, Bria's doing good. Uh, hopefully she'll be cleared kind of soonish, but we don't know yet. But I have my buddy James with me today from Night Shift Video. How's it going, James? Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? Ah, uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, we're talking that's about good. dinosaurs and ninjas, so that's always good. Oh, man. It is good. And you know what? Just happy to be here. Uh, you know, obviously wishing Brie the best in this time, man. I hope that she gets healed up and, and everything's good. All the all the positive vibes. Uh, really stoked that you asked me to come on. Happy to help out in any way that I can. Yeah, man. I'm really stoked and I'm sure Bree's really stoked too that uh, you're helping me out in these trying times. Uh, I'm really, I do want to say real quick since, you know, this is the first episode since we're actually getting the ball rolling again with Brie not being here. I am really thankful for my little podcast family and James on Night Shift Video for, you know, coming around and helping me out with the movie episodes. And I'm sure some of you know, but I don't know if anyone knows, but uh, Ash and sometimes Elena, I don't know if it'll be Elena every episode from a Morbid podcast are coming around for the true crime episodes. So really, like, from the bottom of my heart, I'm just really thankful for all three of you. You guys are, like, my saving fucking grace right now because I didn't want to do this alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's it's awesome, man. It's, it's great to see just kind of... The, the community that that we're all kind of a part of, of just you know the the offbeat slightly darker themed podcasters man we're here for each other and uh i i really appreciate uh the c- kind of click i guess that that has kind of formed and uh, if if i gotta be a part of a, a party i want to be a part of this party so <laughs> fuck yeah dude that's perfect what are you drinking on right there oh this is a little uh local brewery they literally are two minutes down the street from me it's a uh, Hop River Lasers in the Jungle IPA. It's okay. uh, just, yeah, just just pretty standard hipster beer, you know? <laughs> we love a good hipster beer. I actually hate uh, that I like it so much because, like, <laughs> it just, it makes me feel just like a walking cliche asshole. Like, oh, look at me in my IPA, but, like, it's fucking good beer, like. <laughs> Dude, that's how I feel. Like I, every time, like I pull an IPA, they're like, "Oh, you just like IPAs, you fucking asshole." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Like it's it's good." 
Uh, I got that. I got that hopsy like beer thing. That little beer keg that's like yeah, advertised yeah. all over Instagram. Yeah, but I I drank like six kegs of beer in like a couple days, so it didn't. It, it worked kind of well, but it also didn't work too well because I just like it was. It already doesn't have much of a use anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's probably kind of the their whole business model is like rope you in, and then you probably drink it. You drink it way faster than you think because it's so convenient. It's and, so convenient, and then it's like fuck. Now I need to order six more kegs. Like. Yeah, dude, and especially with the quarantine, I woke up in the morning, and it's like, there's a beer tap right next to me, there's a clean cup right next to me, I wake up, I'm like, it's quarantine, <laughs> what, dude, what else am I, I going to do? I'm genuine, like, I feel like there's been so many uh, details leaked, this is that same, the same shit that you and Bree get on, where it's like, nobody gives a fuck about what we're talking about right now, but... <laughs> But uh, That's I what feel this like show's about. <laughs> I feel like there's all these statistics that have come out about everything that's happening right now. The one that I want to know is like, what do alcohol How much sales? beer are yes. we drinking? How I much like, beer are we drinking? I feel like alcohol sales have have to have be, been like shooting Skyrocket. up crazy. All I do is drink. Like if I'm not working, I'm drinking. Like what else is there to do, yeah, dude? Dude, when I like even without a quarantine, I'm drinking. Now that I like when I was just home for like two weeks, like what the yeah. fuck am I gonna do? I'm sitting here just watching movies and like writing shit for a podcast. Of course I'm gonna get drunk. Are you fucking Absolutely. kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanna I see those numbers. I wanna see them. They're they're making a lot of money. I'm sure Hopsy is right now too. I did order like seven more kegs because I did. Uh, I, I I referred someone, so I got a forty dollar coupon. So I was like, all right, it's worth oh, it again now. Yep. There it is. <laughs> all right, guys. So enough of this uh, random bullshit that no one cares about except for us. <laughs> Let's get into uh, the Velocipaster. So real quick, I did uh, just interview Brendan Steer and Gregory James Cohen from the Velocipaster. That's the director and the Velocipaster himself. Really cool guys, really cool movie. Uh, this movie is from 2017, and it actually, I'm sure everyone knows, this went viral probably like earlier last year, but it went really viral toward the end of last year, and that's when like yeah. m- our messages blew the fuck up. I don't know if yours did. Yeah. Our messages blew up. Yeah, like even th- even even my co-hosts were like, "Hey, when are we gonna watch Velocipaster? I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then I check it out, and I'm like, "Oh, I guess we should get around to this at some point." But you know, see, I saw it on Amazon Prime actually before we started blowing up. It was just on my recommended, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch that. Oh. It seems interesting." And I didn't get around to it, but then we just started getting blown up with messages. Like wow. it was all I heard about for a week and a half. <laughs> It fucking pissed me off. That sounds about right, though. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you've been dodging it for a while. I, I have been because, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been dodging it for a good while. I remember like we had that Q and A video, and I literally had to just say, "I was like, guys, shut the fuck up." <laughs> I, I have heard of it. Like, I'm aware. I will get around to it. Just please, please leave me alone. <laughs> That's awesome. So. This was directed by Brendan Steer, as I said a second ago. Um, Actors and actresses. It was starring our buddy uh, Gregory James Cohen as Doug Jones. Um, We have Alyssa Kempinski as Carol. She was also in uh, Brendan's first feature film, Animosity. And then we also have performances from just like a bunch of Brendan's friends that took their role like very seriously. And then like Mm. Brendan's dad and his mom doing their fucking damnedest. Wow. uh, Do you know who his dad was? I'm just guessing. Is uh, Is it Stuart? Yeah, yeah, Father that's Stewart? Brendan's. That's, oh yeah, my it's, god! It's, it's not not the guy that played the Velocipaster. That's Greg, but uh, the director. That's his dad. 
Wow, that's awesome. I really, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll get into it, but like the whole movie, I'm like, he is taking this so, so seriously. seriously. So serious. Um, we didn't talk about it in our interview, but I listened to another interview with him, with uh, Brendan, and he said that like he pretty much like cast his dad because he was like, I think it's going to be really funny because he's going to do terrible. And he was like, he did amazing. <laughs> like he took his job so seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. He, he has that vibe, and I guess it kind of fits in with what they're doing with the movie, but he has that vibe of, like, oh, the, the, like in every kind of, like, shitty uh, old, like, 70s horror movie, there's always, like, the one guy who's, like, an actual actor. And everyone else is just, like, going off the rails, and they're just Absolutely. They're on the tracks. Yeah, yeah, and... That's what Stuart was in this movie. And so to know that, like, he's not really an actor, it's just amazing. Because that's the vibe I was getting is like, oh, this is the only guy that actually knows how to act. And everybody else is just having a good time. And it was kind of the opposite. Yeah, I know. He was just a 64-year-old dad of the director. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I love it. I love it so much. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, the movie was shot for $35,000. Wow. And it was originally supposed to, it was just like a gag grindhouse type of trailer that uh, Brendan made in 2011 when he was, uh, when he was in uh, uh, film school, you know? Mm-hmm. He was in film school and he was just like, oh, did, I got a dinosaur laying around, so I'm going to make this fake trailer, kind of like in the vein <laughs> of like, you know, Tarantino Rodriguez and just like old yeah, yeah. grindhouse films. And uh, then like six years later, he said, he was just like, yeah, I just kept thinking about this movie after I made like a real movie. And I was like, I don't want to make the real movie. I want to make... Or I don't want to like you know do another real one right, right now. I want to do the Velocipaster, <laughs> and then I'll do real stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's such a it's the idea is great. Just such a great play on words. Like it's it's solid. So do you know how we got the idea for this? Not at all. God, I should have just brought you on the interview. Um, he uh, <laughs> he was texting his friend, and Velociraptor um, autocorrected to Veloci Space Pastor, and he was just like, <laughs> "I need to make that a movie." <laughs> It's so good. And, you know, I, I think I have a, a little bit of a, a interesting kind of uh, perspective here, I guess, in that I okay. was a pastor for oh, yeah, seven you were. years. I forgot about that. And so, like, that's why, like, anytime any, like, horror movie that kind of, like, pokes fun at Christianity comes up, like my co-hosts always like shoot that shit to me immediately. Cause they're like, Oh, look at this. Like whatever. And I'm just like, okay. Like, yeah, there's a lot to make fun of. I get it. <laughs> that's that so funny. That's why I don't work there anymore. <laughs> Seven years though. That's basically you work there forever. <laughs> oh God, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, essentially that's a, that that's was a like, whole part of your life. That was like my main career. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't like have my own church or anything, but I was a youth pastor. Wait, do you get paid for being a pastor? I don't know how being a pastor works. Do you get really, paid well? It's really fucked up. You don't get paid shit. Uh, only the guy who starts the church gets paid anything and everybody else gets paid shit. Uh, <laughs> it's basically like being in a cult. And so they give you like five dollars out of the little basket that they're <laughs> passing around. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like, here you go. Here you go, bud. Here's your and eight hours. Ex- and then expect you to work for like seventy hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just insanity. 
Um, oh I guess I shouldn't. God. I shouldn't be a total dick about it. I'm sure that there are churches somewhere out there who have a much better work life balance. <laughs> the borderline evangelical cult that I was a part of did not have a good work life balance. Oh, shut the fuck up. None of them have good work ethic. They just all Uber <laughs> on the side. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I guarantee you, every pastor is an Uber oh, driver. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I just You're lost. Right. Ev- I just lost every religious uh, listener. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. Uh, so uh, I was talking to them, and they said that I asked them if they had like any specific drinking game they had for this game. And they were like, recently we started doing a thing where we try to do a drinking game for every movie. I kind of forget sometimes or whatever. Um, yeah. But they said that they like when just people make drinking games. You want to make one with me real quick? Oh, shit. I didn't have it in my mind. Uh, I actually had it in my mind for uh, whenever I was watching Tourist Trap, but I didn't on this one because <laughs> I was just so fucking thrown off with this movie. Well, like you were also thrown off with me telling you like fifty different yeah, things at once because that's just I. Fine. I am like the worst at like planning things out. I'm just like, oh yeah, this that, that, I want to do that and then this and then that, and then I was like, wait, wait. Take a step back. I'm like, I am five steps ahead. I'm you're too far behind. <laughs> no, I got this. I got this. So I would say this this might be hard to nail down because when I say it, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to people. But if you watch the movie, you'll know it when you hear it. Okay, I would say you take a drink anytime there is like a very specific, like kind of a close up on a person's face. And oh my god, say, we talked about this. Wait, and, wait. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Brendan said he specifically replied to someone who said that and said, don't do that drinking game. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many times where there's this great close up and they pause for a second and there's just a, a line of dialogue that is delivered. And I most of my notes are just those lines of dialogue because so many of them are amazing. <laughs> So chug an entire beer every time that happens. <laughs> chug, uh, if you have a bottle of vodka in front of you, take a swig every time oh, that God. happens. Oh, God. It'll be gone in the first you, act. Like- you will get your stomach <laughs> pumped. I can guarantee you will, but that's the drinking game. Oh, God. I love it. love it so much. You're already here, guys. All right, so let's get into this movie. So it yeah. immediately starts off with uh, our man Doug. He's doing this sermon, which I still totally think sounds like semen. And uh, he walks outside, <laughs> and it's like this bright, happy, like joyful day. And he's like, he's joyfully waving to his parents, and you know they're they're joyful as ever. They're so happy. So and happy. They're standing next to a car, and uh, he approaches them, and it just blows up. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> And uh, we see the explosion, which spectacular, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's immediately I was like, oh, I was it's prepared. This movie. Yes, I was prepared for this movie to be a Sharknado esque movie, but I'm like, and no, it, no. These guys, so better. these guys know what they're doing, <laughs> and they're okay with the fact that they're doing it, and they're just gonna keep leaning in to that kind of zany like b-movie ridiculousness the whole time and so for those i mean i guess i'm gonna spoil this part if you haven't seen it it's just oh we're spoiling everything we don't see anything happen to the car we just see blank shots of the street with text over it that says vfx car on fire (laughs) it is 
That's the funniest gag ever. And you know, it's, it's even so funnier. Funny. They didn't plan on doing that. He said he was gonna do like a real explosion. It was gonna be like a, it was gonna be like a fake one. It was gonna be like you know like it was gonna be obviously a gag. It was gonna be like a little like Hot Wheels car that he just like put some oh, dynamite yeah, on yeah, and blew yeah. up. But he said like he just had that at a plate as a placeholder. Sure. For like the actual you know explosion, and then in the end of the film, he was just like, "This is funnier." It's funnier. It's way funnier. It's so fucking funny. Like I immediately lost it, and I'm like, okay. I'm strapping in. This wasn't the movie I expected it to be, and I'm so excited. Oh, fuck. And then we hear one of the first relatable quotes in the movie by uh, Father Stewart, and he's comforting Greg, and he's like, parents die, Doug. It's what parents do. It's what parents do. (laughs) And Greg goes, I don't know what to believe anymore. Why would God? Why (laughs) would God? Why? Oh man! And like the like the gentleman that Father Stewart is, he uh he tops off Doug's wine glass. Yeah, they're they're drowning his sorrows in communion wine, which is also amazing for anyone who has any kind of church background whatsoever. Actually, reminds me that I have very terrible five dollar wine that I've been refusing to drink, but I'm gonna go ahead and drink it now because it's it seems like the time, right? Get it, my dude. Drown your sorrows in the blood of Christ. <laughs> in the terrible tasting blood of Christ. This, is, this wine sucks. This wine sucks, man. Oh, so Doug, he's he's questioning his faith. We can say that, right? Sure. Yeah. And Father Stewart is just like, just go, just go travel. Travel somewhere where God won't follow you, which I think is the funniest thing ever. Go somewhere where he won't be there. It was good. It was, I don't know, it was, it was kind of a good charge of, like, go basically go to the ends of the earth where you oh, think that... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go to the ends of the earth where you think that God can't be and God can't follow you and goodness can't exist. And if it's still there, then you know you haven't lost your faith. <laughs> so just keep fucking walking. Try your hardest to push him away, and when that son of a bitch <laughs> forces his way into your life, you just take it. There it is. You take God's entire load. There. <laughs> I feel like we should get into a long talk about like consent laws. Um, like, oh. <laughs> I feel like a lot is happening right now. I feel like this is what um, needs to happen. So as he travels, I do want to say there is just this great, just cheesy like <laughs> montage. And wait, like wait, wait, that's... don't 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 go okay, over okay. the first zoom. I won't go over. The first zoom is right here. It zooms okay. right into his eyeball. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah, know yeah. he has a grand idea, and I'm chugging to that. Go on. <laughs> uh, so the is the first. Okay, I, I, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. What's uh, a <sighs> what? What exactly happens on that first zoom? Well, because Father, Father Stewart is like, you need to go travel. And he's just like, gets yes. a look in his eye and it zooms in. He's like, travel. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't audibly say that, but he, mu- he may as well have. <laughs> and we get this great, just like 70s horror drive-in movie, like title sequence. In his SS Camaro. Yes! It's gorgeous <laughs> and it's amazing. It is that grindhouse thing. It reminds you of Death Proof. Like, it has that total vibe. And they nail it. 
they nail yeah. it so hard. Since we're on this, what? How do you feel about Death Proof? You know, I mean, or just let's just talk about Grindhouse in general for a second, like you know, sure. Planet of Terror and uh, Death Proof. Yeah, I mean, I would say I came to them way too late. I didn't understand them so when they I. were released. I was like in high school when they came out, and I was probably like prime age to be like, "This is my shit," but I just didn't fucking get it. But then I've come back around to them in like the last maybe five years. And, like, I love that shit. <laughs> Which one's the better of the two? Uh, I The better of the two for me is Death Proof. And it's, really? stri- it's strictly because fucking Cars and fucking uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Like, I can't. I can't. Like, so I Kurt will Russell's say, I don't. I, I love Kurt Russell. He's mm-hmm. the saving grace of that movie. It's yeah. just way too fucking dialogue heavy for me. Like it takes all of the I feel like it's just all of the all of the like throwbacks to Grindhouse. So it's like, you know, you say this, you say that, it's like, oh, I re- I recognize that, but it's not all yeah. of the action. And like Planet Terror had all of the action in it. And that's, that's the true. part of Grindhouse films that I like. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I get it. I get it. I personally did not like I felt cheated with Death Proof. Like when I finished it, oh. I felt of, I was offended. Honestly, <laughs> I wanna I wanna go back to it and see like watching it in a different light. See maybe like maybe I'll feel differently about it. I feel like yeah. I will. But dude, I felt so cheated when it ended. I mean, did you double feature them? Like, did you did you watch? I it didn't the double way it was feature meant them. to be watched. Oh, you I did just not. I want like fucking... I want to watch them that way. I feel like it'd yeah. be a much better watch. But also, that's a long watch. It's hard for me to stay it's awake. It's long as hell. But Planet Terror good. is easy to watch. It's fairly long, but it's real. It's action packed the whole time, so it's easy for me. Death Proof is like, I had trouble staying awake. I know Brie fell asleep when we watched it. I she think, did, she never finished it. I think when I double featured it, even I fell asleep at some point. But I don't know. Like that adds to the magic. Like I mean, I don't know if you guys do a lot of like drive-ins over West Coast. I love drive-ins. Okay, I go cool. to the drive-in all the time. I was gonna say we have like two of them in our piss ant town so like i figured yeah, I there one. had to be over there like <laughs> i have one of them i have one of them it's been around since i was a kid i've been going to it literally since i was like probably seven six years yeah. old. yeah so i think it nails that of like i remember being a kid at the drive-in and like falling asleep and then waking up in the middle of some other fucking movie and like i don't know so i think that the the grindhouse double feature true even if you do fall asleep like it, it, that's it's the fun experience. waking up into that weird shit. Yeah, you wake up and there's a fucking car killing people. Like, what the hell's going on? I missed the whole first act of the movie. I will say, you don't need the first act, though. The first act is obsolete once you get to the second act. The first act is is just Kurt the Russell first act being liter- sexy in the bar. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Like, you can, I'm, I'm genuinely convinced that I like the second half of Death Proof. If I cut out the first half and I just always watch the second half, I think I like Death Proof. Yeah. I think I do. All right. But I re- the first half just is so fucking boring. It drags. Yeah. It um, drags, so dude. Back to Velocipaster. I do want to make a note. I don't know if you talked to them much about the music that was used in this movie. <clears throat> yeah, I asked him who, the, uh, who did the score because I was very interested in that. Um, the score, yeah. I can't remember the name that he said, but it's in the interview, so you know it's there. It's like okay. Ollie or someone, something like that. Um, but the rest of the score, like all the song song, like the score was done yes. by him, and the song songs themselves were a bunch of his friends' bands. Okay, so at the as we kind of end the the seventies grindhouse title sequence, which is being played behind this like pretty pretty fun just like punk rock jam 
the electric guitar in the song starts playing the Jurassic Park song as like the ending riff. Yes. <laughs> and it's fucking magic. I totally just played some some of my fan noise into the mic because I was trying to get some air, but I'm sorry. Um, but uh, it, my feet are like sweating their asses off right now. But yeah, dude, yes. And and then also just the pop punk, like the pop punk feel throughout the whole movie is the best possible. Oh, the best possible feel. Like I yeah. love when you do like that cheesy ass fucking like it feels like just early 2000s weird shit, but it also feels oh, yeah. older at the same time. Like it's weird. Dude, I was vibing on that so hard. It was great. It just felt like Blink-182 was like Offspring playing in the background. It's fucking yep. hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that whole montage and all that shit happens. And he gets out of this car and he's like, China. And we see this chick rolling. And then uh, Doug just stares at this compass, at th- this compass like intently. Like he's staring he at does. it, like arm all the way he out. Does. And then he like stops for a while. His arm is like in this weird position. He's like, huh, China is East. <laughs> That's my next note. That's exactly my next note. China is East. And it was at that moment that I was like, this movie is doing for me, for horror movies, what like Kung Pao was doing to Kung Fu movies. Dude, I asked them about Kung Pao. Did you see that scene? This exactly Kung Pao? I think so. Oh, I have a note about it. We'll talk about okay, it later. Okay, yeah. Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned Kung Pao because that is what I was feeling the whole well, fucking think, time. Yeah, me too. And I think I, you just like, you were just watching Kung Pao not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, you I saw, I, saw I post, well, right before Brie was um, diagnosed with the coronavirus, we were going to do Kung Pao as a Patreon episode. <laughs> like literally the day that she got infected, like, or she got oh. the, t- the results, like we were literally going to record an episode on Kung Pao that night. <laughs> Damn, because yeah, this has major Kung Pao vibes. The rest that's of the why movie. I started watching it again, dude. Because I was like, <laughs> I just I, right after I finished, dude, I was like, oh my god, I want to watch Kung Pao so fucking bad right now. So good, so good. <laughs> it's fucking all, and you know what? Brendan's never seen Kung Pao, the director. Wow, that's He's never amazing. Seen it. I know that blew my mind. Yeah. That's Blew my fucking mind. So this girl with the arrow through her chest, she rolls over to him and oh. she speaks in like a racially inaccurate language, I'm going to say, and then hands him a claw of sorts. And he's like, you want me to take it? And she's like, destroy it. But he does not know what the fuck she's saying. So he's just like, all right, cool. And all of a sudden, like a ninja just pops out. Now we have ninjas in this dinosaur ninjas. movie, in this dinosaur priest movie. <laughs> And this ninja's just standing there. Like, there's no, there's, there's like no background to this. There's just a ninja. And we're like, yep. all right, here it is. And he, Doug freaks out. He slashes himself with a claw just by like stumbling backwards. <laughs> I was the, so confused. He's just holding no it in way. his hand. There's and then, no like, way. He brushes past a tree <laughs> and then he has this huge gash. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Dude, he slightly taps like a shrub, and then he's just like <laughs> bleeding everywhere. Like it, he's destroyed. He's having a terrible time. <laughs> oh god, oh it's so funny. And that, and then the movie kind of threw me for a loop. I had to figure out what happened next because he just like wakes up. I did it again. I keep fucking. I keep pressing my mute button before I press my fan off button. I'm an idiot. I don't know if you're ever going to use the video for this, but watching you do it is hilarious. 
if I can figure out how to how to get this video file open because I was having issues with that, then yeah, I'll totally do that. Because yeah, he just like wakes up, and then I'm left thinking like, oh shit, was it a dream? Like what the fuck? And uh, Stewart's there, Father Stewart's there, and he's like, oh, what happened? And <laughs> then Father Stewart has a great a great line right here, and he said. What did that Chinese say? <laughs> he says, What did that Chinese say? And then Doug responds, Something about the dragon warrior, because like that was part of this thing too. That's what she gave him the claw or whatever. Dragon warrior. And Stuart goes, Oh, how Eastern. <laughs> Dude, that remind that makes me think of Jennifer's body so much, like all of just oh, yeah. the weird like racial slurs that they just plop out, just like, oh, that's so that's so Asian of you. <laughs> like, like what? And even better when it's that like old man uh racist of like he really isn't meaning to be. He just doesn't know what other word to use. Like Oh And I feel like that's genuine Eastern. too. Like I feel like his dad genuinely does not know that. <laughs> like in real life he's just like, oh how You're Eastern. Right. That You're was probably, probably an ad lib right. line. <laughs> You're probably right. And it just really it cracked me up. I loved it. Just like subconscious racism and Brenda was like, oh yeah. yeah that works. That's what I'm going for. Well, you wanted to make a movie about oh, pastors, so if you're you're gonna have some subconscious racism, I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> so now, of course, uh, Doug he's hungry. He needs air. He needs to get out. Uh, he yep. runs directly into a trash can, like just runs dead into it, and then yep. directly into a homeless person. And then the guy, a homeless is like, person. What? Go ahead. What does he say? What does he say? So he's asking uh, Doug for change, and then Doug is like on the fucking defense. Like he is like just. He's on oh. attack mode, and he's like, "Brother, no, brother, says, I don't have any. <laughs> no, I took a vow of poverty. I have no material <laughs> possessions." Spare some no, change, no, sir. No, I don't have Please. any. No, I it's took a vow of poverty. Man. I have no material Please, possessions. Oh my God! Watch it. <laughs> but the homeless guy, he says, "Can you spare some change for an old man?" This guy's thirty-five oh, at best. Oh, yeah, I blew over that. You're right. That that dude's <laughs> twenty at best. Are you kidding me? Can that dude's twenty some with some makeup. For an old man, I was like, "What the fuck, old man?" There can be young homeless people. Do you have to say old man? <laughs> That is so fucking funny, dude. Oh, it's good. It's good. It is ridiculous. Um, and then this chick walks by, and Doug bumps into her, and she like she tells mm -hmm. him to watch it, and then gives some cash to the dude, and he calls her a born angel, and uh, she moves on, just like sucking her lollipop and stuff. She sure does suck that lollipop. <laughs> and some more great dialogue comes because uh, this chick Carol pulls up to this disgusting like Ron Ron Jeremy s dude, and oh, dude, she's like, "This is." This is this is me in thirty years. Like, did you watch this with subtitles? No. Okay. Okay. You missed out on a lot. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm lit up, right? Hot to trap. Where do you want me tonight, Daddy O? And the guy goes, Carol. Hello. And then he just slaps the <laughs> shit out of her. He and does. Then he, dude, he goes on the defense, and he's like, just like Doug, and he's like, God damn it, Carol! Why do you have to question everything I do? That's true. She didn't question she, shit. She didn't question a single thing. 
she was like very willing. I'm lit up right and hot to trap where you want me tonight, Daddio. Carol, hello. Oh, God damn you, Carol. How many fucking times I have to tell you not to question what I do? Now, what's my name? Frankie Mermaid. And why is my name Frankie Mermaid? Speak up, Carol! Somebody give me the fucking boot! Because you're swimming in bitches. You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right. Now, what are you going to trick tonight? It's true. Oh, my God. And, uh... Now, what is my name? You want to get the other side? Frankie Mermaid. Why is my name Frankie Mermaid? Because you're drowning in bitches. Swimming in bitches. Sorry, you're not Swimming drowning. Swimming in Mermaids bitches. don't drown. I fucked it up. I fucked it up you so hard. You fucked it up. I got it written down right in fucking front of me. <laughs> He's swimming in bitches, and that's why he calls himself Frankie Mermaid. Frankie Mermaid. So that guy wasn't supposed to have any dialogue, and then he just kind of texted Brendan, and he was like, all right, I'm going to do this role, but my name needs to be Frankie Mermaid. Why is my name Frankie Mermaid? Because I'm swimming in bitches. It's fucking magical. <laughs> so Carol leaves, and we're back to Doug, who is having a full-on werewolf as transformation moment with himself. And yep. uh, some dude tries to rob Carol, but hold up. There's a humongous dinosaur coming in to save the day. This dude gets murdered. <laughs> he gets kilt with a T. Kilt. That dude is a kilt. Oh, shit. I was gonna. <laughs> I was going to say Doug. You really get this great shot of him right before his transformation. Bro's ripped as fuck. Oh, so buff for no reason. <laughs> his arms are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, he like he doesn't get killed completely yet, but he shoots the Velocipaster like nine times. But you yep. know, he's he's huge. Oh, 14. I, I rewound oh, it and I counted. I'm so because I was like. How the hell is he still shooting? <laughs> he shot 14 shots while he was being attacked, and then two more shots after he stands up before he gets his head ripped off. I thought my nine was an outrageous number, but now that I hear the real number, I'm even more dumbfounded. I thought I just threw out a random number that was too high for what it was, but I guess I was undershooting it. <laughs> Oh, it's funny as hell. Also, he had a weird bit of dialogue where, uh, so what's her, her name's Carol. Yeah, Carol yeah, tells Carol. the mugger, because um, he says, hey, give me your money. She said, I don't have, I'm not the one who carries the money, because she's, you know, talking about old uh, Frankie Mermaid. And uh, he says, oh, well, take me to him. And she says, he will kill you. And his response is, that makes two of us. <laughs> that, dude. Makes no sense. No sense. So, so you're gonna if that yes. makes two of us because he's gonna kill you. That means you will also kill you. <laughs> I am so glad that you brought that up because I rewound that like three times, <laughs> just trying to see like, am I getting this wrong? Like, am I in the wrong here, or is this like, does this, does this like technically make sense? And I was like, no, no, it does not. It does not. <laughs> no, makes no sense. But it's funny as hell. <laughs> so that that death from that other guy that shot a ridiculous amount of times it's hilarious because um, oh, yeah. there's a there's a <laughs> one second his head's on the body and then it's just gone there's just no head 
And then the Velocipaster spits the head out, and a full-on mannequin head just rolls Straight by the up. shot. Straight-up mannequin head. Looks just like one of those mannequin heads behind you on your video feed. Like, just yep. straight up. Like, oh, didn't yeah, even exactly. try. Didn't even try to, like, make it look like him. It no, almost it's like feminine. Like <laughs> it, it did. And uh, every time they did it, they do this a couple times. And both times, yeah. they uh, they make it look like the person, like, with their, like, distinct features. But they also make it look nothing like them. It's just a straight <laughs> mannequin with their features it's on top great. of it. And they it's don't great. do that thing where, like, you know, like, you could get away with making a mannequin shot look like a real head if it's fast. It's right. a slow shot. Like, it's fast, but it's slow enough that you know exactly what it is. Yep. Yep. So slow. It's great. And Doug kind of just wakes up. He assumes it was a dream for a split second, but then Carol walks in the room and um, he she's in a dress. He's sleeping like partially naked. And uh, he looks up at her and he's like, hello, my child. Like You are introducing yourself to a real person. You just met. Are you kidding me? And uh, she's like, the night before was amazing. And Doug's just like freaking out. He's like, this can never happen again. Should have never happened at all. And she's like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't that great. And he's like, wait, it was bad? <laughs> he's like, was it your first time too? And she's like, wait, what the, f- what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. And uh, she tells him that he turned into a giant dinosaur and ate a guy. And he's like, wait, what happened? And then he says, that's impossible because dinosaurs impossible? never existed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I don't want to go too far off track. I, I do. No, I, I do. Like, Let's go. Let's go. I feel I'm like, ready. I feel like I feel like I have a little story that works really, really well with this. And I don't know. I mean, sorry guys if okay. you're not used to me, but I have stories. My kind of vibe is I tr- I try to pull from real life experiences. I guess kind of like a stand up comic and like share some of that with you a little bit. So a comic, huh? I try. So uh, this guy, this pastor who says dinosaurs never existed, I have a really great friend of mine. I won't say her name, but she... Say the name. Put her on blast. <laughs> her name's You're Heather. Her name's oh, Heather. Oh, shit. He did it. He did it. I won't throw out her last name. She'll be, she'd be so embarrassed if she knew. She will never listen to this in a okay, million that's fine, years. Then. I love telling stories about people that I know will never listen to my podcast. Oh, it makes it never. so much funnier. It Never. makes it so she would much be, funnier. She would be too afraid to listen to a podcast about a horror movie. Like she's that separated from the genre. Uh, we, we were at a party and we were playing like catchphrase or something, and something came around and it was about dinosaurs. And then, so this is this this. I thought this, you were gonna say Diana Sawyer. I was like, wait, what's her <laughs> issue with religion? No, 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 dinosaurs. And this is a very well-educated. Did I say Diana? I meant Diane. I think yeah, I you're Diana. good. You're good. Whatever. Let's continue. This is a very well-educated woman. She knows a lot about the world. She's traveled to a lot of places and just like met a lot of people. She she works for like a missionary organization that like sends people to other countries to like provide aid and shit. And so she just she's very. Smart. She's a hippie. And she is. She's got she's a, a hippie gr- priest. She's a hippie priest. She has a great worldview. Like she does. She's not like the fucking crazy super alt right. Like fucking Israel's the greatest God's chosen nation. She's like no. Palestine has legit problems too. Like she's very smart. Very smart. And 
She, but she was also homeschooled by Christian parents. And we had this question. That's always the thing. That's the thing. We had this thing in catchphrase where the answer was dinosaur. And I said, how did you not get that the answer was dinosaur? She looked me dead in the eyes. Dead in the eyes. And she says, well, it's because dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> Oh my God. You said it was an animal. Dinosaurs aren't real. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. Take a step. Take a quick step back. <laughs> like, hold, hold on real quick. We're on a different subject now. <laughs> we have this, I was like, what do you mean dinosaurs aren't real? And she's like, well, I mean, yeah, they were probably real, but not like. Not like Jurassic Park, like not like not like a T Rex, and I'm like, um, there's there's pretty compelling scientific evidence. You could go on Google and search bones. There's <laughs> <laughs> very compelling scientific evidence that a T Rex existed, and then she literally she's she's not done arguing. She goes, oh well, what about like a Velociraptor? And I'm like, yeah, those were real too. <laughs> So she's just like trying so hard to make her point. And she's just like going farther and farther back. So that's why I thought a pastor saying dinosaurs never existed was funny as hell. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. That remind, do you, have you ever listened to Little Dicky? Oh, yes. I am a very big Little Dicky fan. <coughs> His song, um, you know, Pillow Talking. Pillow Talking, yep. That remind that that's basically the conversation you had. Right, right. <laughs> Have you watched this show, dude? It's oh, so good. Oh, dude, I haven't. I'm we. My wife and I watched like I think the first three, and I think it's the fourth that he says is like one of the most like emotionally taxing things he's ever done. Is like that one episode. It has to do with mm. like him and Gata, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the anxiety one. Yeah. Oh, yep. That sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. So we kind of been saving that one, but I, I'm loving it. It's really good. I think the show is a little like slow. Like it does like all the like crazy shit where you're like, oh fuck yeah, I want to see this at the very end. You know, like that standard. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the True Blood thing. You know, where like they would give you like the really crazy thing at the very end. Yeah. And that's what's kind of pissing me off. I feel like I keep wanting to see things and I'm not seeing. But yep. it's fucking funny, dude. Like it, even the first episode blew my mind. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. That dude's a genius. Honestly, I don't care what anyone says. He really is. All right, so back to the movie. Uh, he yep. looks at her and he goes, oh, wait, no. I already did that part. Where are we at now? We went so far this off, is, I don't yeah, know this where is I after, This is after dinosaurs never existed, and so they kind of have a, a, yes. a back and forth, and then she's, like, going to show him what Because he doesn't think there's any way that he transformed into yeah. one. And she's like, oh, yeah, dude, like, I'm going to show you the body because it literally happened. And they're yep. walking through the forest, and this random hooker is like, Locating the body and literally just she's counting out coordinates. <laughs> like that's why I'm concerned because it's like from what we know, this is just some they literally call her a hooker. I'm not trying to be discriminative. Yes, but they do. I they I use fully that support specific sex term work. multiple yes, times. Yes, that's a specific term. It's even in the description if you look it up. So mm -hmm. this random hooker is like just out of nowhere and she's just looking up coordinates. Like, so this means like, first of all, how do you know how to do this? Second of all, you took these down in that moment. 
Like, you left the body. Yeah. You left with this guy that just turned into a dinosaur and killed someone in front of you. This is just a like, random oh, guy that shit. you bumped into. Let me write this down before yes. we leave. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and third of all, why is Doug wearing a little, like, orange shirt as a dress? He's wearing, like, this sweater dress. He's it's like the thing that, um... Velma wore Velma. on um, he looks, Yes, he looks, he looks like, like Velma. sexy Velma. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I literally my 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 note for this segment just said, "Girl doesn't own a pair of sweatpants." Like <laughs> sexy Velma without her glasses. <laughs> like I mean, I get it. Like he's a dude, she's a chick. Maybe the jeans don't fit right cuz you know, he's got some hams or some shit, but like this you got to have a pair of sweatpants. We all have sweatpants in 2017. <laughs> Everyone. But I guess technically this took place at a different time. So I guess maybe, maybe you shouldn't have sweat. But you don't have pajamas. Fair enough. Yeah, pajamas, something. Booty shorts. Shorts. Got, some, yeah. some Daisy Dukes. Like, I feel like that'd be more comfortable than your sweater, <laughs> your sweater dress. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he had them on. Maybe the shirt covered it. <laughs> oh, that, that whole thing was amazing. So Doug calls her a Jezebel. And then Carol says that, uh, this makes him an even better priest now. So right. she basically gives him the speech that uh, Dexter Morgan's father gave him about uh, only killing bad guys. Yes. You know what else blew my mind? Brendan has never seen Dexter. Wow. Greg, the Velocipastor himself, I asked him and he was just like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Dexter basically. <laughs> but Gr Brendan, no, he had never seen it and he had nothing it's... to say about it. He was like, I'm going to leave this to Greg. I don't know. I haven't seen Dexter. Wow, because it immediately gave me Dexter vibes. I also, I just, I had even, like, from what I'd heard about the movie, I just was not expecting it to take this turn of, like, Dexter or the Hulk or, like, Ghost Rider. Like, this is, uh, like... You said the Hulk. This is the Hulk from, what was it, uh, 2003? Yes, Hulk? yes. This was the Hulk mixed with, uh, what else did we just say? Grindhouse, fucking, um, <laughs> Kung Pao. yeah. I just, just everything like I just was oh not expecting it at all, and I was like, "Oh, he's so so." We Velasa Pastor is basically a superhero, like yeah, <laughs> he is because he has a code of ethics. He's not he just he's not just killing anyone. He is only killing specific people, and he's also like he's going through that phase of turning into this superhero and trying to figure out who he is. Yeah, and he's yeah. trying to take control of his power and all of it, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. There there needs to be like a comic series of the Velocipaster. There should. Like it would be f so fucking fun. Like I'd be down. I'd read it. Apparently someone made like a a print of like what the game or what it would look like as a video game and I'm like I want that to happen. Oh, I really want nice. that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Carol then tells us that there's a high demand for a hooker doctor lawyers. And, Hooker, uh, Dr. Lawyer. <laughs> Doug says that the madness needs to stop, and he needs to do confessions ASAP. So he runs That's like right. a fucking maniac, like right back to the church, and he hops in this yes, confession he booth. He introduces himself, and we hear Frankie Mermaid answer, and he lights up a blunt, and he's like, I haven't had a confession in two years. <laughs> and Doug's like, you can't smoke the confession booth. And he's like, look, man. Freaky Mermaid smokes wherever the fuck he wants because his life is on fire. <laughs> this dude is like a Grand Theft Auto character come to life. Oh my god, yes. He is Ron Jeremy in Grand Theft Auto. 
Oh god, yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. Blows it all blows my fucking mind. I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. Yeah. I really and talking about it, I'm having even more fun. Like I think I'm gonna <laughs> bump my rating up even more. <laughs> Fuck. So he continues with his confession and he goes, Well, stole candy from this baby, and then I threw it in a river, you know, so it couldn't snitch, obviously. Then well uh I pimp bitches, do drugs, sell drugs, murder people. You name it, I done it, Padre. And Doug is like, "Who, who have you, who you've you've taken like blood for malice?" He's like, "Not, not really malice, just uh, for fun, you know, for like jobs and you know other stuff." And he's like, "Who have you killed last?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I blew up these old people's car a couple months ago, right right in front of this church, actually. You know, blood everywhere, guts everywhere, skin boiling, skin falling." Kind of gave me a hot on Padre, and then the whole time Doug is just like in this booth, and he is turning into the dinosaur Hulk. Yeah, see, I wrote it right here. He's turning into the dinosaur Hulk. Dinosaur Hulk. And then, and then he's, he's he, reliving. He's reliving the moment of seeing his parents die in his mind, and he even remembers the image of Frankie Mermaid standing in the corner. And he turns green, and it has the transitions from the Hulk, like those early 2000 like transitions when everyone is figuring out what they are and you're overusing yep. it like I did in my Club Penguin videos. <laughs> it is just, oh my god, it's tasteful. Yep, it's good. It's good. Good, we get a, we get a great uh, kill scene. He murders Frankie Mermaid. Oh, Frank. straight up. He pretty much asks him, he's like, hey, what... what who sent you? And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, they hired me. I don't know what to tell you. You're just going to have to kill me. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of Frankie Mermaid. Gets the dino claw. Rips his, th rips his throat out. He does. I did not expect Frankie to go out so quick. Yeah, Frankie, uh, short-lived. Yep, yep. Very short-lived, very memorable. And uh, he then shows up to Carol's house and asks how, uh, you know, they're going to do this. And... They further decide how to handle their Dexter dinosaur scheme, pretty much. Carol doesn't <laughs> Doug know at much one about point. God. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Carol doesn't, doesn't know much know, about God. Doug doesn't Doug know, doesn't much, know about much about dinosaurs. <laughs> They're a match made in heaven, dude. <laughs> so good. Another just amazing piece of dialogue. Carol's just a dinosaur expert, obviously. He's a priest. He's a god expert. Knows everything about the big man. Oh, so good. So good. And then he accidentally slips out that he killed a guy named Frankie Mermaid. Did he even... Oh, he did hear Frankie Mermaid. I'm surprised he remembered that name in that scene. But he did. Oh, and as soon as he heard... You know, this is comic book rules. As soon as he heard that this is the guy there. who's responsible for his, his parents, he's like, oh, I will never forget you for the rest of my life. Yes, and it's so unrealistic because if this was like my real life, like I'd hear a name and I'd be like, "Fuck, what was that guy's name again?" Like I need to find that guy, but like I really can't remember. That? I really can't remember that name. Like this is genuine. Freddie Seahorse, I don't know some, some shit. <laughs> Francis, Francis Redhair. What's his? Oh, I can't remember what this guy was. He was really fast, or like he liked mount mountain climbing. I don't. He was. He was stuck under a rock. I can't remember what his slogan was. 
Oh, so he pretty much flips out. He killed the Frankie Mermaid. She's like, the Frankie Mermaid? And then she hugs him, and it's like that thing of like, oh, oh, thank you. It's, you uh, know, it's 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 kind of a weird thing, though. Dear because, John. <laughs> yeah, but she, like, earlier, <laughs> I feel like she's pretty vocal about, like, when she's talking about being a hooker doctor lawyer, she's just like, you know, I got to turn tricks to pay the bills, and, like, now, now your, your pimp is gone. Like, I'd imagine, in a way, this is not a good thing for, like. I thought she would be upset. Like, it's a, it's probably, it, I would think it's a bittersweet thing. Like, yes, he's an asshole, but, like, you're going to have to find this, another pimp, right? Like, yes, if this was Pretty Woman and he killed her pimp, she would not be too happy, you know? No. She'd be like, I, that's my profession. Yeah, you're messing, you're messing with the ecosystem, like. I mean, I guess she could just go do her do her route or whatever and, like, hope for the best. But, like, we don't know pimp life. What if there's a danger? You know, like, you're getting I've, beat by your pimp, but maybe other people are killing you? I don't know how being a pimp works. I'm not know, a pimp. I, I don't either. I would assume that, like, their cut that they take is because of, like, protection or something. Like, they're like, no, this is my girl. And then if, like, if some other dude, you know, tries <sighs> you know to mess with then her, then pimp- he, like, goes, fucks that guy up, right? I don't know, like... But then pimps are notoriously think. bad for beating their, quote-unquote, women. True. So then at the it's same true. time, maybe we're... That's all null and void. Maybe we're just arguing nothing, because we, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> You're very white. I'm very half-white and half-Mexican, <laughs> and no one counts the Mexican part, so... <laughs> I was even on PlayStation like a couple weeks ago, and I told this chick I was Mexican. She was like, "No, you're white," and I was like, "All right, I guess, I guess I'm taking it." Okay. Frankie Mermaid's dead. We're this is the favorite part of my movie because there's another montage. Montage. This 2007 super punk song just feels like, dude, this feels exactly like the Hulk movie because the transitions so are like, rad. you know, it's when it's like, you know, a, a full screen. And it kind of like goes down into like a bunch of other screens of like. Yep. You get like this weird Brady Bunch thing where you have like six things on yes. the screen at one time. That's what it then is. You, then you jump into another screen and then they kind of like overlay the screens with each other. And I will say like it was cheesy as hell and it was funny, but they did some really interesting things during that montage. Some very creative shots with like lighting and like oh, yeah. mixing and matching like. Like, it's uh, profile shots of her with profile shots of him, and they kind of bleed together to where they're almost the same person. It was it was kind of artistic and cool at the same time, even though it was cheesy and ridiculous. Yeah, because you could totally tell that this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Like, it's funny as fuck, but he also knows how to film shit. He's just doing yeah. it. Like, it's not like the Hulk movie where, obviously, they did not do that purposely, and I cannot get through that entire movie because they those transitions, they overplay it. So shit. So much. But in this, it's like, when it comes around, like, I don't mind seeing it because it's fucking hilarious. It's just a play on all the people that did it terribly. Absolutely. And honestly, like, this little montage reminded me of, like, Scott Pilgrim whenever he hooks up with Ramona (laughs) for the first time. Like, and I don't think that that's cheesy when I watch that movie. Like, and so, yeah, this is done to be funny, but, like, they do it in a really cool way. And then at the end of this whole montage, Doug just like awkwardly puts his arm around uh, the cigar- the cigarette smoking hooker doctor lawyer. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess we should cover like through the montage is sort of like his like probably like maybe first four or five maybe like 
outings as Velocipaster. It's like them yeah. bonding together, but also like him being kind of a superhero and like killing bad guys and them kind of bonding over that. And this dark secret being the the truth that they share between one another. And like we haven't really gotten romantic yet, but we're kind of building up to that, you know? And then the movie takes another turn. We reintroduce ninjas, and at this yes, point, we do. Yes, dude, we at do. this point, did you forget that the ninjas were an aspect of the movie? I at completely this point? forgot about the ninjas because, like I said, or like we said earlier, you see them once for one second with no context, and I just thought that was something they just threw in, like it was just like, oh, here's a ninja, that's it, like it was never gonna come <laughs> back, and then all of a sudden they're just back. They're back, and they're none of them. First of all, none of them are speaking the language they're supposed to. It's all, like, different Asian languages. Like, it's various yeah. languages. It's not even just one language. Which is great. It's And uh, I think Brendan said a few times, like, uh, not with me, but with other people, that, uh, like, at screenings, the only pe- most of the time, the only people who noticed were, like, you know, ethnic people that were like, hey, you know that's wrong. And he's like, yeah, I know. There's, like, four different ones, like, it's supposed to be. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so one of these ninjas has... Uh, he has a Hitler mustache. Another one is a super skinny white guy with spiky hair. He kind of looks like a ninja, like the Fortnite streamer. Oh, yeah. Blonde hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're both speaking entirely different languages to each other. And then, um, like, the laughing commences with f- fabulous bra- background music and fabulous laughter. It's I'm going to put some clips from a lot of the audio shit that we're talking about in this episode. Oh, man. It's crazy. Like, I'm going to edit in and post because... It needs to be heard. Like I yeah. can't. I can replicate some of it to an extent, but it needs to be heard raw. Yeah. And of coke in tomorrow, prepared exactly as ordered. <laughs> 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 So now Father Stewart uh, he sees Doug hanging out with the hooker, and uh, he makes a super scrunched-up face, scrunched up face, not unlike uh, Leslie Nopes from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he decides to speak with Doug about his vow of chastity and about how he's been uh, missing Sunday church and all that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, fun stuff. And uh, Doug is trying to muster up the strength to tell Father Stewart that uh, he's a dinosaur. He, he says, basically- hey, you don't understand. I'm different. And Stewart, <laughs> Father Stewart replies... Oh, you're not that different. There's plenty of men like that in the church. (laughs) No, like, different. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Stuart thinks that it's impossible, and he thinks that uh, Doug needs an exorcism, and he just, like, leaves the room and locks Doug inside, and he's like, no! He's like, dude, you're a dinosaur, you can get out. So, uh, Doug is stuck alone, and he's forced to reflect on life, and he starts his dialogue with, uh, he's like, I had parents once. (laughs) 
And he fondly remembers his parents telling him that uh, they're proud of his life decisions and all this shit. And oh, yeah. This flashback is like kind of like uh, Johnny's dad flashback in Thanksgiving, except like, you know, except his dad doesn't hate him. <laughs> it's super endearing and, and great and beautifully cheesy. They do that thing where it's like really high light. So it looks like oh, kind yeah. of like, you know, it's like the quality that you wouldn't want if you're shooting like a video or something. Right, right, right. It's like it it's looks like, like dreamlike, an angelic or dreamlike. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they say, "We'll come pick you up after we drop you off at Priest College." <laughs> oh my God, they do. <laughs> priest College really got me. That made the notes. I had to make sure I wrote down Priest College. <laughs> Is this the funniest movie ever? Like, it's funny as hell, man. Like, there's holy shit, it's dude. It's good. So we see Carol chain smoking cigarettes and uh, she's waiting for Doug and then she finally dips out because he's locked in a room. And then now Doug is na- taken to a man named uh, Altair. And Altair is yes. talking about uh, the spirits and how uh, now Father Stewart is having a flashback to the war. <laughs> what was it? What, was it Nam? What did he say it was? I don't know what they say. It's just the war. You know what? You're right. They might not have. I think he just said the war. I thought it might have been like Nam or something at the same time. I'm like, I don't know. And I can't remember. I know that there is a time period for this movie. And yeah. some of it like doesn't make sense. And it's funny. But like also, there is a time period, like at least kind of one, like a ballpark. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. So I don't know. I think it might have been Nam. It looks like maybe they wanted it to be Nam. But I don't know <laughs> if they actually said it was Nam. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, so in Nam, go ahead and say it's Nam. He's wearing a blonde wig. And also his mustache is blonde and it isn't naturally blonde. I guess that wasn't them doing it. It was just the shot. It just turned out to be blonde. They were like, all right, I like it. Perfect. And uh, this was just to signify him being younger. It's kind of just like a weird bulk. It looks like a person that I know that uh, can't grow hair. not going to (laughs) say. But... um, yeah, he, uh, he's having this very, very important conversation with a uh, with a war buddy. Yeah, and he shows off his babe Adeline, and after the war, he's like, "I'm gonna settle down. I'm gonna start a family." And his buddy's like, "You can have five, no, eleven, eleven, kids, and you can spend fifteen minutes a day with each of them, and you're gonna name one of them after me, the guy who never took a single hit throughout the whole war." And then he smiles at Stuart. Then he dies. He just gets shot by nothing. <laughs> and then he, and Stuart's just screaming. He gets no! like shot, shot straight in the jugular, like blood squirt and everything. Like it's just insane. So dramatic. It's awesome. And there's no one around that shot him. He's just got shot. No! no one even. They don't even look for like. Oh, they don't even go into defense mode. Like, oh shit, what was that? They're just like, no. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly what so, happens. All is well because uh, Stuart sees his love uh, Adeline. She's just, just there, at the, there at the war at the war zone, on, just on the warfront. Hey, visit. just wanted to say hi. That's a good wife, right? I guess. I don't know. I guess. I think it is. <laughs> so they share a moment of the screen panning back and forth. James, Adeline, James, Adeline. <laughs> Adeline? Adeline! Adeline! James! Adeline! James! Adeline! James! James! 
And this is what made me turn on Kung Pao. <laughs> this is the scene where it's like, the chosen one! I'm coming! I'm coming! The chosen one! <laughs> I'm coming! <laughs> Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> that is what got me, like, into my Kung Pu fucking spiral. Kung, Kung Pao. Kung, Kung Pao. Pu, let's do Kung it. Kung Pu. <laughs> Kung Pu, can we make that? Yeah, we can, absolutely. Like, uh, uh, Mr. Hanky fighting crime. <laughs> That's copyrighted. I don't want anyone to steal that. I will fucking sue you. Oh, yeah, I don't make enough it. money at my day job. I will sue you at this point. I'm not big enough to <laughs> There to will look be past a, turd, that. a third person doing uh kung fu and martial arts. Yeah, that's going to happen. Oh, so um at the end of cu- the kung fu scene, Adeline just explodes. Explodes into Like she's dance. right in front of James. They're going to hug. Mostly she blows just, up. Mostly just blood mist like there's not even a ready lot or not trails it's just gone this ready is the or ending not. of ready or not yeah spoiler whatever fuck you um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um that's what happened right here except with one person on a landmine and <laughs> she's just and then like all these people walk up and they're just like i think she's dead i don't think we could do anything for her <laughs> like she's just blood i'm sorry like i think like i think that kid's supposed to be like the combat medic and he's like it's just too far gone, man. It's like, obviously. <laughs> Nothing exists anymore, of course. <laughs> I, they didn't, I didn't see him check for a heartbeat, so I don't think, I don't think it's set in stone. So, so this, this all, I guess that's the backstory to Father Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> and Altair starts his weird ritual, and Stewart goes, uh, are you feeling anything? And Doug says, Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> same bro same I was feeling anxieties during this scene <laughs> just watching him sit there with this fucking creep oh dude and I'll tell you like obviously so like Altair is sort of like this uh, I don't know if we ever really know he's just like, described as like an exorcist but like sometimes you need evil to fight evil because his place has like fucking like crystal balls and skulls and like candles and shit and he's got like tarot cards and like so like he's maybe taking more of like the john constantine route of like exorcism you know and versus like the straight up like catholic church route and so i'll just say like from my experience of like being in as deep of a religion as i was for as long as i was some of those meetings feel a lot like this and it's just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> we really trying to do this right now <laughs> okay i feel anxiety that's what i feel that's what you want me to say and they're like coaching him like no go deeper and he's like i, f- I feel hot that's what she said <laughs> he's like i feel hot it's hot as shit in here. And he's like, no, that's normal. Go deeper. 
Like that's exactly what religious shit is like. Like no, it's, that's deep, how you feel man. in that position. <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're like, what I'm you feeling want? anxiety. I'm feeling hot. I don't want to be here. Right now. I'm scared. The fuck it's you genuine want to say? fear. I, I want to go home and play video games. This shit sucks. <laughs> I'm so glad I have an ex pastor here saying this. Hi, I'm here. Hi, anyone... hi, I'm J- hi, I'm James. <laughs> Email me at jamespastor at jamespastor.com. <laughs> if anyone wants to talk to me about spirituality and shit, I'm more than happy to. I'm not saying that it's all bullshit. I'm just saying a lot of this fucking ritualistic shit they put you through is pretty much bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. We're good. We're good. Uh- <laughs> Welcome to the Religion Podcast with James and Caleb. <laughs> so, yeah, they uh, they try to do an exorcism. On a guy that turns into a dinosaur, and when they try to exercise him, he doesn't... No demons come out, just the fucking dinosaur comes out. Because he feels empty and hungry. He's hungry as shit, he wants to, he wants to fucking party now. Like, And then he rips out uh, Father Stewart's eye. Yeah. I thought he was dead. Me it's too. It's not dead. It's not dead yet. And uh, Altair just is kind of confused. He's just like, I don't know what's going on. I didn't. He, I think he thought he looks like he thought it was all a hoax, and then he was like, Oh yeah. fuck, something happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, this isn't I fucked good. up, man. <laughs> I he's he, that's when he's like, I chose the wrong profession. <laughs> oh, there's a great there's a great moment here too of uh, again, s- fucking Father Stewart, best casting of all time. As uh, Doug is transforming, there's a great shot of father Stewart's face. And he just has like this, like jaw dropped open, like trout mouth face. of just like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. It's um, amazing. I, I totally went over that, but yeah, that was fucking awesome too. And then Doug just scratches through the door and he leaves. Yeah. And Altair states that, uh, the hounds of hell are truly loose. And he just starts laughing. The so, hounds uh, of hell. Doug is running around, and ninjas show up and make a plan to uh, overwhelm and confuse the dragon warrior. That's right. Uh, one of the ninjas have a moment, and we can actually see what he's saying about like how he's gonna die that day. Yeah. And then it's fucking hilarious watching this scene with subtitles because like his subtitles are going like they're just going off naturally in the movie, like they're at the bottom just in the movie. Right. And right. then there's also the subtitles like the actual subtitles <laughs> and it's the background and you can't hear like the leader talking whatsoever. Cause it's just faint whispering. Like I could not hear it as yeah, like as sure. loud as I turned my TV, I could not hear it. And you could just see his subtitles and he's just saying shit that makes like no fucking sense. He is legitimately like he's blurting out dialogue. He's not just like going like or anything like yeah. he's saying shit and it makes no fucking sense. That's awesome. it is the most bat shit thing I've ever seen in my life. That's awesome. <laughs> so they try to attack, and assumably they all just get, like, ate up or something. I, we don't see it, but I think they're all dead. So right. Doug goes back to Carol and tells her about what happened, and in response, she touches his uh, right breast in an attempt to turn him on. That's right. right I, feel like, the... I, feel like, I feel like it all happened so fast right there. Like it's just, It did. We go from zero to 60. I thought they had sex the first time I watched the movie because I looked away for a second, and I didn't see that they said they didn't. <laughs> So I was, so I was like, why haven't they been having sex montages this whole time? But I guess I just missed, <laughs> I missed a key point. Oh man, here was our, this was our trippy sex montage. That's all that's in my notes. Trippy sex montage. 
trippy sex montage because it worked. The right breast <laughs> motion worked. They plow. It's arguably one of the longest and most dramatic sex scenes in the world. <laughs> and for once, I'm not mad about it. I don't care. Like it's fine. It was it's funny. Fine. It's, fine. it's really it's, funny. It's good. Uh, it includes like all that scene transition shit we talked about earlier. Oh yeah. But it was it was good. And uh, they're holding hands in the middle screen, and it pans out into different scenes of like sex moves. Yep. Yep. Uh, kind of like a good luck Chuck. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, wedding crashers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it's just everything you want out of a movie. And uh, also, Doug is not only buff; he's hairy. This is a hairy he man. He is. He is. That's true. So four minute long sex scene. They wake up. Ninjas attack. Ninjas attack. They're they're Bur- just in the room through the windows. <laughs> What the fuck? Ninjas. Ninjas here now. It's crazy. Every time you think they're gone, they just burst <laughs> in the room. And immediately, Carol, Carol just like, they beat him up. And then, like, Carol's like, Where'd all these ninjas come from? He's like, I fought some ninjas last night. They might have followed me. <laughs> <laughs> and Father Stewart, uh, he wakes up in front of a ninja and he just has an eye patch on. So thankfully, yeah. he survived. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finds out he's at a sacred place. And uh, he's like, who, who are you? Where am I? Where's Doug? And he was like, he isn't here, but he might be soon. And then uh, he's like, follow me. And the ninja shows Stuart drugs, and he's like, I don't get it. What does drug smuggling have to do with Christianity? Yep. <laughs> and he go- one of the ninjas goes, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know, oh. and it's what what they got brewing here. It's not a it's not a bad. Plan. It's not a bad nefarious plot. They're, th- no, they are making terrible. some. They are making some sense. Basically, this is a legitimate like old like fucking like you know kung fu fucking movie. Yeah, plot. man. Like just those weird plots. Like it's weird, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we're drug runners, and we're gonna get everybody hooked on this uh, super high octane uh, cocaine or whatever the fuck it was, and. Then guess what? Everyone needs to go to some kind of support group, right? And then that's where you get everybody to love Jesus. It sounds solid. I can't argue it. I can't argue it. Like it might work on me and like people in my town. I can't say it wouldn't. From what I know of being on the inside, I would say that I know I could point out places where this has worked. And I don't know for sure that they were the ones supplying, but I can say hmm. that the basic model of what's happening, yes, has happened before. Yeah, I'll agree with all this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> green light this. Let's send it to Congress. Uh, Father Stewart tells them that uh, they're crazy, and he gets, he gets stabbed. Everyone's just laughing again, and uh, he's dead. After now. he gets his goddamn eye ripped out, and we thought he had this epic death scene, then he just gets stabbed with a fucking arrow. Like what the fuck? He's just dead. Over. That's sad. Bye, Father and Stuart. Doug, and Doug and Carol go off uh, to the to the ninjas, and the white fohawk dude goes, "You don't remember me, do you?" And uh, Doug's like, <laughs> "That that voice." And then Doug remembers off to a time where his dad was like, "I love you. You're my only son." Only and dude, son. like, 
Doug remembers back, and his brother's sitting in the back of the car, just like frowning, while his dad is like, I love you, son. You're my only son. And his other son's sitting in the back, and they're not like little kids, so like they wouldn't remember this. They're both like 15. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're old enough. They're old enough to remember. It's funny as shit. That blew my fucking mind, dude. Ultimate disrespect. Ultimate oh, disrespect. Like, he did not give a shit about that kid, and he looked like such a good father. <laughs> oh it's so funny also at this time uh kind of my last like plot note is uh doug puts on before they as they're like suiting up to go for this final battle or whatever doug puts on this like fucking motorcycle jacket from like 1984 <laughs> and i was like where the fuck to get this jacket from is this carol's jacket <laughs> like he almost looked like he had that in the beginning when he was driving in the Camaro, but he, he oh, no, he okay. was in his priest outfit, but he yeah. he just he just gives off that vibe that he's always wearing it. <laughs> it was just a weird thing. So I was like, why does this guy who's like such a fucking like square all of a sudden have this like badass 80s motorcycle jacket? Like what happened? It's the uh the piece de resistance. There it is. So Carol, Doug, ninjas, all fighting. And all Carol fighting is the best fighter there. Kicking some ass, man. This hooker doctor lawyer is beating the <laughs> shit. Dude, she's taking on like seven at a time, not even getting hit. Hooker doctor lawyer badass. You get Yeah, she has four professions because this <laughs> chick is a fucking badass. She's just she's beating the shit out of them. And then um, Sam or whatever is getting mad. That's the brother. And he's yep. like, what's so funny? Son and Pop playing ball in the yard. <laughs> And then Doug uh, power swipes his sword and says, uh, your ancestors are my ancestors. Because he said something about his ancestors right before. Yep, yep, And uh, he murders his brother and Kool-Aid sprays everywhere. (laughs) Your ancestors are my ancestors, bitch. So Carol's still beating the shit out of ninjas. And then one of them's absolutely terrified and then calls out Big Boy Ninja. And Doug is, he's busy gloating about uh, killing his brother, just like standing off in the corner, just like, ugh. Yes. And I thought that like Sam was supposed to be big boy ninja, but then they like bring out a bigger mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> like like big, I thought this boy. was I thought Sam was the badass, and they're like, nah, this guy's the badass. <laughs> this was a real guy for sure. <laughs> so this big boy ninja, um, while Doug is distracted, he pretty much just murders Carol. Oh yeah. It's fucking sword swipe. Right in the chest, and then Doug goes yep. over and he just goes to cry and comfort her, and all the ninjas are standing by just crying. Even the one that just slashed her. <laughs> and she she dies dramatically. Yes, and, she does. Uh, this is also my moment to say that I fucking hate the name Carol now that she's dead. Oof, yeah. I'm with you. I hate that name. That's Not such a fan. A, that's a terrible name. Um, the ninjas are even more sad now that uh, Carol's dead. And Doug kisses her uh, dead body, and then he gets angry at the ninjas. And he goes, uh, I believe in a higher power. But praying right now will never save. And the ninjas just don't even care. They're just like standing there watching. And then Doug finally screams, Your lives! <laughs> and the movie just full sends the fucking Velocipaster. Yep, like, there full goes. shot dinosaur running full around. Full shot. Full Eat shot dude I love in a that. dinosaur costume. That's bold. That's oh, bold. Oh, man. It's amazing. Most movies do half shots. They did the full shot dinosaur. Full shot. I feel like there were parts where, like, 
even just like in between like fighting where he's just kind of standing there in the dinosaur costume and you're just like i can't believe they're showing me this right now and his movements are insane and that's brendan in the costume damn that's impressive i would pass out if i was in that thing for five minutes <laughs> yeah he said he was the only one short enough to get in it on the set <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah, he was director, producer, editor, and the dinosaur. Dang. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. I feel like there's uh, not a lot of people that can say that. Mm-mm. So these ninjas are getting just just getting destroyed by this fucking... Oh, yeah. He's eating the heads off. He's doing... Oh, at one point, he goes straight to the ground and rolls and swipes a dude with his tail. Like, he does a rolling tail swipe on the floor. <laughs> a full dinosaur. <laughs> And full shot again. Again, full shot. That was amazing. Amazing. It is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. And he's like fucking screaming and howling. And then he gets shot in the leg with an arrow. And for some reason, there's like a glitch in the Matrix and he goes back to normal. Even though he got shot 14 times earlier. Yeah. It's super weird. It's like, (laughs) for whatever reason, this shot, like. That's always how it is at the end of of Kung Fu movies, though. That's true. That's true. You get hit by everything, and then one thing will hit you, and it's like, I got you by the balls now. (laughs) This is the one. This is the one. And the leader dude heads over to Doug, and uh, it's the Hitler guy. And it's it's so funny that the Hitler dude is the last one standing, and he's the leader. Of course. (laughs) And he starts to just, like, fuck with him and, like, fuck with his wound and stuff. And he calls him the Velocipaster. And then he's like, how do you even... How did he even know he was a pastor? Are you kidding me? And he's well, like, that was the best thing is like, they never said Velocipastor. They never until, even said he was a pastor to them. Yeah. This guy's the one who like coins the phrase. <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's a true he, superhero origin story. He's the one who sent the wrong text. <laughs> and he goes, only six. I think my hand is immune. Because <laughs> he asked maybe he has any last words. Any last words? Only six. I think my hand is immune. God damn. And he just rips his head off in one swoop, and we get another close-up of another mannequin head. This one's like four seconds long, and it's just like a mannequin head with a weird little haircut and a Hitler mustache. So long. It's got the mustache and everything. And he's like shaking it and like holding it. He's like, ah! <laughs> and then we get a Gandhi quote. We do! <laughs> I don't know why, but we do. <laughs> and then also, Carol made a full recovery. She's not dead. And uh, she's, it's Dude, that Mr. fucking doctor. doctor. That doctor was amazing. <laughs> she's fine. She's just fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> He's wearing like the 1940s, like, mirror on his forehead, like, smoking cigarette butts at the ashtray. <laughs> I really need to know what year this took place in. <laughs> I really need to find that. So, uh, yeah, Doug goes in the room to talk to her, and he's like, you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he leans in to whisper to her, and you think it's going to be like, you know, some like dramatic stuff she has to tell him. And she whispers, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then yellow letters pop up on the screen that say, She's fine in all caps. We need the text. We need the text to also tell us she's fine. And then now, and that was totally just like a Quentin Tarantino fucking homage right there. Just like the yellow letters popping on the screen, just like, she's fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
And now Doug has sunglasses and slick back hair, and he's standing on oh, the yeah. side of his car with his legs crossed. With a different leather jacket. It's a different, different leather, leather jacket, jacket than it was before. Different one. And then he puts a cigarette to his mouth, symbolizing that he's now a badass. So and then badass. He, uh, he fucks his hot wife, and the movie ends with some super swick music. <laughs> yeah. that's uh, It, it kind of wraps itself up pretty quick there. Incredible. Uh, he already has the screenplay for the second one done. He's working on a third. He's working on the third one right now too. Son of a bitch! I'm he has plans for, for a trilogy. I'm so there for it. <laughs> oh god, this is a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. There's a uh, twelve kills. Twelve okay. kills. Okay. At least from what I saw, because there's uh, there's a few. There's at least like I think there's fifteen technically, because there's like three dudes that I pretty much know died, but I didn't see them, so I just didn't count sure. them. But I'm gonna say fifteen. Yeah. Solid. What do you think uh, this has on IMDb, James? Oh, son of a bitch. IMDb, I'm going to guess... This isn't necessarily what I think it is. I'm just what I'm going to guess that IMDb thinks it is. is like a 4.5. 5.2. Okay, okay. It's respectable. A little better. Yeah. A little better. It should be at least 6. I even agree. for what it is on IMDb, like I feel like other stuff, even in this category, is rated higher, so yeah. it should be. But what do you think Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it? Ooh, let's say a critics, forty <laughs> percent, uh, fifty-four. That's good for critics. Good for them. Audience, audience. I'm gonna shoot audience, a little higher. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like a seventy-six on audience. Sixty-nine. Uh, okay. Ha ha. Fair enough. I feel like you have to leave it at that. Like, that's part of the joke, right? I think it is. I think it's fair where it is. If it goes like higher or lower, I'm going to be upset. No boobs. No dicks. Not a single boob. I was surprised by that. I did ask him about it. He said it didn't really fit in what he was going for. And I kind of agree. He said he originally he planned for it because it was kind of like a grindhouse-y kind of thing. Sure. But he says, you know, it's he's it might happen in sequel. Well, and I mean, I don't know. Good for him. I mean, obviously, I don't know. Much it was still about, fine without it. Yeah, I don't know much about the the actor of Carol, but she was really the only female that really makes an appearance in the movie. So, like, if you didn't feel a need to show her boobs, then you didn't feel a need to show her boobs. It's fine. Well, I kind of wanted a male butthole. <laughs> you know, something really exploitationy, <laughs> something just out of the park, like something like trauma. -y. I get it. Makes sense. I would have liked that. <laughs> um, what would you personally rate this? Oh, for me, um, you, I forget how you do your ratings. This is a this is out of ten, right? Um, out of God, I don't even remember now. I think it was out of five. Out of well, five? We're doing it. We're doing like a start doing a stoop scale thing. I don't even know if I'm going to keep going with that or if we're doing it right now. I think. Yeah, I don't want to do that right now. I don't have it prepared. Okay, okay. we'll see how that goes. Just just do it out of five. Out of five, I'm gonna. I, honestly, I put this movie at a solid four. Like, I think there's a lot of things you could watch that would be less entertaining than this movie. 100%. Have you only watched this alone? Have you watched this with anyone? I only watched it by myself. I've only watched it alone, and from what I hear and from what I see from it, it's probably a lot more fun with people. I feel oh, like yeah. right now, I gave it a four after watching it. Um, rated on Letterboxd a four. After talking about it, I want to give it a four and a half at least. Sure. I feel like if I watched it with friends, I might even give it a full perfect. I really like it. Yeah, I mean, and I think that, like, as long as you know what you're getting into, like, it'll be fine. 
in the same breath, though, like, it was so refreshing to me. Because, like, honestly, I thought it was going to be dog shit. Like, I won't lie. Same. I thought it was going to be terrible. I'm like, what are we getting ourselves into? You're interviewing the director and star of the... Why? (laughs) And then I watched it, and I'm like... Why are you talking to these people? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, shit. This is not at all what I thought it was. This is so much more fun and so much more respectable, I guess, in, in my opinion. I mean, fuck me for saying that anyone's work is not respectable, but... Um, <laughs> I'll say it. A lot of people aren't. <laughs> but I think that they did a great job. I think there's a lot of love and care Who is in that, the film. Who is that guy that made um, Shark Exorcist? <laughs> I don't know. I'm putting this guy on blast a second time because I really don't like him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Donald Farmer. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot, and I don't think your work is respectable. <laughs> I don't like your work at all. <laughs> there you go. I don't have anything to show for it. I'm not saying anything I do is better. I'm saying I don't <laughs> like your work. So yeah, man. I think uh, I think it's. I, I definitely think that it's it's a good one. I think it would be a lot of fun with people. I think if there's any way that we could like get like special screenings of this at a drive-in, like it's yes. just it's perfect for that kind of shit. Like I, it would be so much fun. I plan on doing though, when me and Bree like when this is all over, we were looking for a house around the time that all this happened and that this yeah. whole shit kind of stalled it. But when we do, I plan on getting like one of those big old blow up, uh, you know, screens yeah. and then like a projector and then just like doing viewings of like just cool ass, weird ass movies like this, like exploitation yeah. films and shit. Yeah. It's, it'd be perfect for something like that. And I think that, yeah, I think that it's, uh, it, it would be fun with people. I, I feel shitty to like cover it on our show because I'm covering it now, but like, we'll definitely watch it even if we don't do an episode about it, because, like, I did not expect it to be as fun as it was. Yeah, I didn't either. I ended up watching it a lot. (laughs) Watched it a lot of times. Yeah. So, well, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, make sure to thank James and check out his show at uh, Night Shift Video. You can find him on, like, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. On YouTube, he does a bunch of videos, too, way more often than we do. We (laughs) barely do. He's consistent. Yeah, yeah we, we try. We try. We try. Uh, so, yeah, and that is uh, night spelled N-I-T-E. So uh, if, you, if you're having ah, some yes. trouble there, just we do the we do the old folksy spelling because we're from Indiana and we try to make it feel real homey around here. You know, you can go ahead and uh, go ahead and plug all your stuff. Yeah. So we uh, yeah. Night shift video N-I-T-E shift video exactly the way it sounds. We do episodes every week. We do uh, stuff about movies, uh, conspiracy theories, ghost stories, all that kind of shit. Real weird, paranormal stuff. Um, Pretty much anything that we think is worth talking about. Really, the whole kind of show is inspired by... uh, I used to work in an old bookstore. (laughs) I worked at an old bookstore, and like, especially like after closing, like we would just have these crazy-ass conversations, and... I was like, you know, what if we kind of brought that into a, a podcast format? And that's kind of how it started. And talk about movies as well as a bunch of other crazy shit. So that's what it is. I'm glad you had a lot to say because I got like nine chips down in that time. Dude, you've been munching. I am so hungry. And I've been watching I've been, you munch. I've been taking advantage of my mute button. Son of a bitch. I should have brought some snacks up here. I forgot I had these, and then I looked over, and I was like, oh, I forgot I was eating chips a little while ago, and my stomach was <laughs> rumbling. I was like, ah, dude, I'm good now. <laughs> hey, you! I've been watching you drink beer this whole time, and I've had shitty wine, so we're, 
we're even. Yep, yep, fair. So yeah, guys, check out all James' stuff. Um, he's gonna be here for the next like couple weeks or something. I don't know how Bree's gonna. Uh, Bree's probably gonna come back fairly soon, but I really just don't know how it is yet. We're just playing it by ear. But James is uh, nice enough to come and hang out, and Absolutely. you're a lot of a lot of fun to talk to, James. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, a lot man. of good here, insights. I'm here as long stuff. as you need me. I, I, we don't have the rapport and the natural chemistry like you and Bree have, and I get it. Listeners are probably going to be pissed about that, but you know, like, I'm happy to help. No, no, I think we popped off each other uh, very well. I think it worked <laughs> nice. I don't think people will be too pissed. Maybe they will. Maybe I don't know shit. I don't fucking know. Do I care? <laughs> no, but we'll see. Hopefully, see you don't lose lose any uh, Patreon subscribers. God, if I do, you're you're an asshole. <laughs> if you're leaving because I have a guest during a coronavirus, yeah, you're a fucking asshole. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and leave. I don't fucking... Are you kidding me? <laughs> Piece of shit. There you go. So uh, if you guys want to check us out, um, our website is at horsesoupsucks.com. Uh, we just restocked hats, so we have hats there, and uh, still got a bunch of shirts left and whatnot. I think only a couple of them are low on stock, but there's still stock of like every size. We don't have the bigger sizes yet because they're more expensive, and uh, frankly, we're broke. I don't know what to tell you. I can't afford the extra like three or four bucks for the... Bigger size right now. Later, I will. There you go. When I have the money. I don't. So, tell a friend about the show. Maybe we can get some money to do that. And uh, leave a five-star rating on uh, iTunes. Uh, leave a review as well. And send us an email at horrorsoupyahoo.com with the title review sticker. And I will send you a bunch of stickers. And we also have new ones, too. And I'll probably send you, like, a business card or something. Take advantage. Help us out. Help yourself out. Get free shit. Uh, donate at patreon.com slash horrorsoup. Helps us with, like, everything. Uh, I recently made a bank account, so it's easier to take track of all the funds and get stuff as I need and not worry about... So legit. Yeah, not worry about drowning my own bank account all the time because I get excited (laughs) and then just buy stuff. Um, Follow us on social medias. Instagram, Facebook, Horror Soup Podcast. Uh, Actually, Instagram is at Horror Soup now. We took the podcast out of the name. It's just horror soup. Uh, I had to spend 20 bucks. An actually funny story. Uh, I I couldn't contact the guy for like ever. And then I finally found like he had like one follower and one person following. One of them answered me and they directed me to him. They were like, oh, yeah, this is his other account. So I started talking to him. And then his backstory, his brother was just like, oh, yeah, I don't, I can't get into that account, but maybe I can uh, with the email or something. He was like, I'll sell it to you. And I was like, all right, 20 bucks. He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) um, That's so scared. Yeah, I was scared it was going to be a lot more. And then um, <laughs> I was talking to him after the transaction was over. I was like, so why you why do you have the name Horror Soup? And he was like, I don't know. I usually just like make a name like Horror Sandwich or Horror Pizza or something, but they were taken, so I just did Horror Soup. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it blew awesome. my mind. That, that dude was a, he was a character. <laughs> seems like a funny guy. I kind of want to bring him on the show. He seems very... Uh, awkward and strange and <laughs> i don't That's think awesome. he got i don't think he got how funny that statement was but i thought that was the funniest shit ever <laughs> it's really funny and then his name That's was so like cool. a horror totsy or something i was like what's that he was like it's like a cheese and ham sandwich i was like okay <laughs> he's consistent he's very consistent <laughs> um and the last thing you could do is uh follow me on letterboxd at horror soup caleb and that's it uh look forward to i don't i think tourist traps just gonna come out next week don't God, I'm going to get yelled at. I've been saying Horse Trap is coming out for the past, like, <laughs> three months now. <laughs> I've been like, oh, yeah, I think this week. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, next week? Uh, for sure this week. Oh, no. It's all good. So, 
Torstrap when Torstrap comes out. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>